why are estate agents so self-centered? Today, I'm joined by Simon Ledbetter, who has been chief marketing officer for some of the biggest names in the industry, including Countrywide, Knight Frank and Finer Country. Thanks for joining me today, Simon. Nice to see you. Simon, why are estate agents so self-centered or introspective? Talk to me. I think it's a really good question um, and actually it is sort of a, a characteristic you find in many industries people within industries just look at their own industry um, but what I found over the years and I've worked in several industries and now several estate agency brands is a state agency seems to be peculiarly peculiarly interested in itself and not interested in anything outside what's going on in other industries or even tells you asking questions of consumers that would get them to know more home, home sellers and people like that and we, why that is, and it's an industry-wide problem, is this has become such a transactional, volume-based industry. People are either too busy or they're genuinely just not interested in other industries that have gone through the same issues, the same problems. So digital transformation, the rise of new entrants. Most industries have been through these things, and there's like a case book of how you should handle them. But there is a disinterest or a lack of curiosity of what other people outside a state agency have done. And that's always slightly confused me. Do you think it's something to do with the type of people who are tended to be attracted to be estate agents? Probably. I think a lot of people fall into a state agency. So yes, we don't choose, do don't we? Don't choose to be estate agents. Um, often they're good at selling. So that's the skill that they naturally have because that's why they are successful estate agents. Um, but they've not necessarily had that kind of curiosity about understanding how other industries work and how business models work and you know what, what really world-class marketing is or how digital transformations take place. They're just good at chatting to people. They enjoy it. They like selling. That's because, um, I mean, on the scale of, you know, you've got process people here and people people here. Most estate agents are well over here on the, on the people side. Yeah, I used to do a why do you do a state agency because there are other ways you could make money with your skill set. And it's because they like people. They like talking to people or if they don't like it, they're happy doing it and they're really comfortable doing it. I mean, I find it fascinating that estate agents don't really, I'm going to make a, a sweeping statement here, estate agents don't really care whether they sell the house or not. It's all about giving the listing because someone loves them for giving them the listing. Very much. They want, they want to be popular. They like to be popular. They like to be liked. Um, and they, they fear rejection. But do you think those same skills that attract people to agents and make them great estate agents mean that they are very self-centered and it's all about them? Yeah, I think, you know, you are, as an estate agent, you're driven by the kill, the sell, getting them in, getting someone to like you enough, to know you, to like you, to trust you, to choose you and not your competitor. That's the big win. That's the social proof that you've done a good that job. That everyone loves you. Everyone loves because, me and they've picked me. Because, you know, you put 100 houses on the market and then you put 101 on and you lose it. Well, you don't put it on, as you say. And, hey, presto, it's like end of the world, a dagger through my heart and... Absolutely. And, lo and losing that instruction is almost like a mortal blow. Yeah. Because it's not, you often find that even working within the industry, people want you to like them more than I've found in other industries. Financial services, people don't care if they like you. You've got a job to do, just do it. Whether you like me or not, it's your job. What I've liked about the industry, but also it, it's kind of shows possibly one of its weaknesses, people like to be popular, people like to be liked. And sometimes that means they overpromise or they. 
the economic with what the reality is because they mm. still want that that no like trust uh, and eventually that will lead to an erosion of trust if you don't deliver on your promises so what do estate agents need to do to open their minds and you know lose the the, the fear of losing properties and be more open-minded and being less self-centered and be more open to new ideas. It's a great word. I saw a quote at the weekend, and I won't take credit for it. I don't actually know who said it originally, but umbrellas, books, and minds work when they're open. And I certainly apply today in the weather we had this morning. Um, but the best estate agents, I, I mean, think you, they... you, I mean, you've, you know, you've working for some of the biggest names in the industry, Countrywide, Knight, Frank, and Fine and Country, you would have seen some big players, mm -hmm. some good players, and how can I say crap? Yes, and the ratio of good to crap, there's a few good, and there's a lot is it, of average, and then there's quite a lot of not very good. Is it the classic 20-80-20 yes. rule? Oh, definitely, definitely. Exceptional agents stand out head and shoulders above the rest. What do you need to do to be in the top 20%? People, you know, the boys and girls watching this today. Well, I, I put it down to three things. I was trying to limit it to three things, because I think everyone remembers a list of three. The best agents are genuinely expert in what they do. So they don't just parrot other people's data. They don't just try and sell houses. They're generally interested in what their competitors think, what the industry thinks, what's going on in the market, but they make it incredibly relevant to the homeowner. So they take whatever's going on out there in the huge amount of data we have, and they're expert of translating that into what that means for you, Mr. Homeowner, is. They're also curious about, so you're a homeowner, therefore you're a seller, you're a buyer, you're also a landlord or tenant, you might be an investor. They're interested in the multi-dimensional nature of a customer to really understand who they are and what they will really need from a transaction. They are always experts at turning any property, however typical, normal, um, like every other house on the street, into something exceptional. So they know how to exhibit a house, they know how to photograph it, they know how to stage it, whether they use third-party companies, do it themselves, or encourage the homeowner to do it. But the last one, which I think really comes into it, is they deliver an incredible customer experience. They're not just all about the transaction. They're interested in you before the transaction, during the transaction, and after the transaction. Because you know, once that transaction has ended, it'll be seven to 13 years before they come round again. But they know people, they have well, family and friends. Well, it's interesting that you know, um, only one in eight people go back to the estate agent that they bought their house off. So, I mean, I know that's more on the next side. But that's I find really that telling. But, Half of the people that have moved since lockdown one have only been in the house six and a half years or less. But then you look at the very, I agree with you completely, but you look at the very best estate agents, you'll hear them say, yes, I sold it for their father or their mother. And exactly. I'm going to, I also sell it for their aunt, their uncle, their brother, their sister. Isn't it interesting that you mentioned the three stages of the funnel in during when you have it and out? Most valuers tend to be very focused on getting the property on the market. Yeah. I find it fascinating that the valuers do not do the vendor contact. Absolutely. And the best estate agents do. They're always in touch. They see that relationship as their relationship that they'll look after throughout the lifetime of that individual. Well, why do you think valuers are not very good at vendor contact? I think because they're looking for the next transaction. They're so transactionally minded. Once it's been instructed in, they're on to the next and they're on to the next. Rather than going, because we did this analysis across multiple brands I've now worked with, is what does the customer journey look like from valuation to completion and it's the same curve regardless of brand be that a £25,000 fee or a £999 fee so people start happy about six weeks they become miserable and if that point they either withdraw or they sell and the point between this they're happy at the beginning 
they're happy at the end, but they're miserable in the middle, the actual vendor, that's when they need the estate agent most. That's the art of a estate agency, is an estate agent says, you haven't sold your house, vendor, these are the things that I would suggest that we need to do. And actually, I've advised you that at the beginning, that we'll do this if you don't sell quickly. But most estate agents, valuers, have moved on to the next one, and probably negotiators aren't. I think that's the downside of, of corporate estate, nothing against corporate estate agency, but by splitting the job up of the neg and the valuer. I, and I think that's where the self-employed model, but again, there are employed models that still do this, where basically you as the valuer take the property on the market, do the viewings, do the negotiating, do the vendor contact, and hell, even do a bit, a bit of the sales chasing as well. It was always a shock to me when I first sold my house that the person who valued it didn't take me through the journey because I'd chosen that person because I know, liked and trust them. I'd built a relationship and a rapport with them and I'd chosen that individual over two to three other individuals. To then be handed off to someone else as a customer, you wouldn't get that in other high transaction value and that's what a house is. You wouldn't get that in high transaction value um, sectors or products. Now you might have a customer service department or someone who can take the meaning, meaningless small queries on but when it comes to anything big or complicated, you want the person you chose to be there to hold your hand. Maybe that's why fees have been on the decline since 2006, from an average of 1.6 to now around one. I think if we as an industry probably take more responsibility and do, you know, from start to finish, you know, the same person with a little bit of heavy lifting and a bit of admin work in the background, probably fees could go up. I definitely think fees must go up in some way. I say to all my friends who aren't in the estate agency industry, do you understand how cheap a state agency in the UK is? Well, it's anywhere else in the world. We've, we've basically commoditized it. We've turned it into a commodity where the cheapest price wins. And, and it cheap... was like that before Purple Bricks came along, uh, wasn't uh, it? Completely. This was happening well before Purple This has got nothing to... Don't, but, and don't Purple blame Bricks. Purple Bricks, boys and girls, because if you look at all the stats, Purple Bricks made no difference to the value to, to the average fee. If you look at the average fee from 2006, it's just that we had someone to blame, didn't we? Exactly. People wanted a scapegoat for why it's happening. And we've sort of done it to ourselves. Um, and I, I, I talk about this on various different channels in terms of social media. I'm a huge believer in regulation. We're one of the few, few sectors in the world that isn't regulated. And these people are selling your most expensive assets. You know, we should have some filter to being an estate agent. You should have the regulated you should have some sort of qualification in it you know, my industry marketing has the same problem anyone can call themselves a marketer now and that absolutely is not true there are good marketers and then there's the rest and the good ones probably have studied it in some way or built up such an experience in it they don't need to be qualified in it they've just done that thing incredibly well for a long time simon thank you for your time today thank you